Hello, welcome to episode number 186 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. We're doing a couple of rapid fire episodes right before the new year, the actual new year, New Year's episode, which is like our end of the year, uh, summing up everything that's gone on uh, over the course of 2018, and uh, our hopes for the new year is actually going to come out after the new year. That is what I decided uh, after uh, this episode. This episode is our Into the Spider-Verse slash Venom review uh and uh no no real plugs except to say uh keep following us on at nerd Porco on twitter uh, if you have any opinions if you disagree with what we said especially because there's some stuff that's coming up in the next episode uh that people definitely have some both in episode and i'm guessing out of episode people have some feelings about uh please let us know at nerd Porco, even if it's negative uh, whatever uh, you want to send us uh just as uh, so long as i you know, it is a response. I like hearing from people. Uh, I've very rarely heard from people. Some big changes. Uh, one really huge change that's going to be happening in the new year. I will talk about that in the next episode. I'm not going to talk about that in this episode. It's kind of sort. I guess it's sort of a bummer. I'm gilding the lily here. But uh, I'll talk more about that and why that is happening next uh, episode. Yeah, but in the meantime, at NerdPerquo on Twitter and uh, NerdPerquo at gmail.com if you want to email us, especially if you're a performer, if you got music, all kinds of stuff that you uh, want us to hear about or you just want to talk about some shit on the podcast, uh, let me know. Uh, I'm always open to that. At NerdPerquo on Twitter and NerdPerquo at gmail.com. And uh, as always, if you like this episode, please, please, please leave a review on iTunes. That really, really does help us. And tell your friends, and then tell your nerdy friends to tell their nerdy friends, and then tell their their not-so-nerdy friends to uh, tell their not-so-nerdy friends. That way more and more people are listening to this. And uh, we can put together some more live shows, which we haven't done. I think now it's been two years now. This intro is already too long. Let's get into this uh, episode 186 of the Nerdbroke Podcast. Yep. Okay, I was pausing for an edit. I might split this into a couple of different episodes because we have a lot of stuff to go over. Um, so uh, positives, pumped up. Positive. Let's get in the, the shit, man. Well, one no, no, There's one other movie uh, where it's like uh, stu- oh, okay. studio. All right. S- briefly, studios because they're in the two. They're two in the same universe. So, the kind of in the same universe, or at least the same production company. So, Venom. Uh, <laughs> briefly. Um, I have you seen Venom, Rich? No, but I uh, don't. You're not spoiling anything for me. Do we? Do we? Do we want to go knock on them? I don't want to feel bad like knocking on their door because. <laughs> um, yeah, Venom. It's. Hey, Dan. Is <laughs> 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 our response? Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Venom. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I. I. W- I know. People had some issues with this film, but I so wanted to see this because I did too. It, it just the spectacle, you know, the over. I mean, I didn't. I was wondering how the fuck do you pull this off without involving Spider-Man? Yeah. Into this. So, but what sold me on this was Tom Hardy, and I'm a believer in Tom Hardy. Yeah. Rez Ahmed, those two actors were. I was. I was banking on making it. A worthwhile movie. For yeah, me. and Michelle Williams is a, is an incredible actress too, but it didn't look like her role yeah. was going to be that big in the movie. So it's like, I, I have to say, the CG and the fight scenes towards the end was too much for me. Too much. Um, but it's but, weird. I feel like it's it's a strange. I, I the reason why I wanted to talk about this next is I feel like it's almost like a 
a weird parallel to Aquaman, where it's just like it's a stu- it's Marvel, but it's Sony without Marvel without Marvel as much in association with Marvel in association with Marvel. Yeah. So it's unlike Spider-Man Homecoming, it's Sony once again, kind of not trusting their character or like if it's supposed to be with Spider, just just fucking deal with it like or just but they get some things right yeah they, they do. really do get some things right uh, um i mean eddie brock you know i've envisioned that character as someone who's down on his luck because you know he feels that spider-man fucked him over yeah and this, i mean they did something to show him that you know we're talking about venom Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I yelled at you. <laughs> yeah. I was watching someone make gourmet Snickers. Um, so I mean, they did a good, they did a, s- a solid job in terms of making Eddie Brock down on his luck. It was the best way, but I thought it was okay. But I felt that Tom Hardy being weird with his symbiote that yeah. interaction that that. Chemistry with a symbiote was amazing. I thought it was hilarious. I would say that it was amazing. It was definitely enjoyable, and it was the best part of the movie. Yeah, their relationship was definitely the best. Yeah, in a movie in which so many of the things were kind of like subpar and not as good as they could have been, I feel like, and the reason we were talking about Aquaman and difference of like a studio not necessarily trusting the character. I feel like this is a it's the same situation but still done a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh well cuz the whole movie relies on Venom. They like they actually took the risks to make him the centerpiece of it not him as relationship to Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Which it makes it like wh- whether you think the movie does what it's supposed to or not or whether it's like I actually now like giving it more thought as much as I have problems with Venom. Oh, yeah. And it's I, not do, I do. And I don't think it's a good movie. I do think that there are elements of it that I'm going to say it are like were more enjoyable than Aquaman. And like. And done better. And done better. Yeah. In the tub. Yeah. And the beginning is not like the most enthralling thing. Yeah. They actually do take the time to set up Eddie Brock and like why, you know, how he is this kind of uh, journalist who is all about, you know, integrity and doing good in the world. And like you get where he's coming from. Yeah. As as if it's good or not, is like kind of on the side too. They actually make the effort to explain the world, explain the characters. Yeah. And, you know, they're not just like, go watch Venom destroy stuff I, I actually think... And I, I, they I, respect the character, and I didn't see that that much. I, I, I think... It, yeah, I think it's interesting that so much, I think, of what makes Venom as much... As, and I will get to the parts that I think don't work at all. But the thing that... Uh, that the things that work the best in Venom have a lot to do with Tom Hardy. Like, Weirdly they're not my favorite Tom is. Hardy, though. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, but but like those parts, like him, kind of not my favorite. Yeah, I agree, not my favorite Tom Hardy. Uh, but him as a character, Eddie Brock as a character, works. The everything around him, though, is the stuff that doesn't work. Like. 
the his villain re- who's just evil. Who's just evil, Riz Ahmed. Just, just yeah, evil. he was just evil. Also, uh, a great actor who's not who's really wooden. Is great. Also, great contrast to Aquaman. It's just like we were talking about in Aquaman. It's like there's great actors in this who are terrible, yeah. who are really wooden. Riz Ahmed is a great actor who is really wooden in one note in Venom. Michelle Williams, great actress who is. They served such a little. They did a few good things with her. Like I like that she got the symbiote for a little while. Yeah, and it was like female venom. Yeah, that kiss was a little awkward, but yes. you know, kind of funny too at this. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest problem with Venom is with Venom that I had is number one PG thirteen. Uh, it seems like a you know they were trying. The, it was a bank in like an audience. We want this audience, this segment of the audience to and see Sony it. Sony hasn't done. A rated R superhero movie has no they no not a superhero movie. I Uh, I I think it would have been safe. I mean, going hard R for a Spider Man property, I don't know if they could pull that off. I mean, I I think clearly Sony made the right choice just looking at like the box office. Like yeah yeah of course of course coming up on nine hundred million dollars as far as like yeah. Foreign box office, mostly because they they deliberately they there was a lot of well here too. There was a lot of well, there was very obviously a bunch of Chinese money in Venom. Yeah, there's um, uh, there's whole. Oh, what's the name of the company that is producing it? Um, I they did all the. Advertisements of it too. Have you seen the Chinese? No, no advertisements no. for it. They did it. Uh, Tenzin, I think, is the name of the company. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not 100%. so China's really getting involved in the American box office right now, and there was this deal that they had where um, one of the Chinese producing companies has been making films with American studios. Um, the Meg was one okay. of the first ones of that, with the idea of it being kind of a more global box office release type of movie. Um, but they also worked, I'm pretty sure it's Tenzin, worked with uh, Venom, and they were the ones who like released it and got into the theaters in China and took care of all the marketing. And the marketing in China is completely different. It's way better than here. Because here it was like, you know, this is going to be like gritty movie, turd in the yeah. wind, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in China, it was all these like chibi, like Venom characters, where like Venom's your buddy when you're down, <laughs> like cute little adorable things, which really fits the movie better because yeah. it's about like when it's at its best, it's about their kind of you know bromance. Together. They're kind of weird, yeah, relationship between them. I think like the thing that the aside from like all the side characters, the villain who's like Riz Ahmed is just so wooden. Uh, also, I think there's a problem. I think, like, uh, like the other Sony, actually, Spider-Man: Homecoming accepted the and and the other Spider-Man movie we're gonna talk about in a minute uh, is that the uh, the tone is it. It's like Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man Two. Is like the tone is also really uneven. It's just like here's what you're going for here. Here's what you're going for here. I, I it isn't as bad as the Amazing no, Spider-Man I movies, was, but I didn't think I had a problem with the tone. I thought it was pretty solid throughout the film. I just didn't think that you know the vi- the the problem with this film was a villain. Yeah. 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 Similar to Amazing Spider-Man, but I didn't hate Riot or Reza Man as much as I did you know. Um, 
whatever his name was, uh, the Shocker. Or oh, d- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in Amazing Spider-Man yeah, Two. I yeah, I hated Electro. Oh, wow. Fox. I I like him ways. as an actor, but I hated his character. Yeah. Um, I I did not hate Reza Med. Yeah, he was blank, but I'm as a superhero fan of superhero films. I've seen villains like that. He, in he a did lot of it films. serviceable. Like, yeah, he was just blank evil. Villain, yeah, but he did a fine job with that. It's just you don't get any more complexity. Also, two hundred and thirteen million domestic, not bad. Uh, yeah, and six hundred and forty-one uh, international. So eight hundred and fifty million. That's yeah, yeah. Solid. It's That's not Ant Man. Didn't I? Don't think like maybe barely broke a hundred. Yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, here's the, the thing loss. as, as much as like, I might argue that it was, it's not the best movie. It's like for Sony, it's, it's a win. Mm-hmm. It's, to be fair, it's better than amazing Spider-Man too. It's better. It's better. It's better. Like, it's amazing better than Spider-Man. amazing Spider-Man two as a whole. There are chunks of amazing Spider-Man two that are way better than venom. Uh, but uh, but that's yeah, but chunks. That's, that's, that's chunks of the chemistry f- sequences between. No, uh, there's Stone more. There's more. Of the, there, there, there's some other parts of it yeah. that are in the 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 opening. Uh, if you edit out the before Spider-Man appears, the bullshit part with his parents, and just jump into that's that opening Spider-Man sequence. That's actually fantastic. Uh, with the. Ex- I will say even with the the ridiculous uh, why is Paul Giamatti playing a Russian uh, part of that anytime that Paul film. Giamatti's in it I'm happy though. yeah yeah uh, but that, that 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 actually that opening sequence is perfect Spider Man it's he's he's you know trying to save the city he's capturing criminals he's cracking jokes like it's it's that's what Spider-Man is supposed to be. It kind of falls apart, you know, immediately after that. Yeah. Well, no, not even immediately after, after that. You have a kind of him and him and Gwen Stacy interaction. So, like, there are parts of Amazing Spider-Man two that are really good. The and core then, of it is not. That. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, the core of it just falls apart. Um, also, I would take Paul Giamatti over uh, Woody Harrelson with the little orphan Annie wig. I would. I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just kind of ag- not acknowledge that not that because I know that they're not going to follow through on that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, with the amount of money they're making, you know, they're no. making another Venom. Yeah, but yeah. Not with uh, Woody Harrelson. I don't think no? so. I you think they're going to pull in Woody Harrelson and then not Woody use him? Woody Harrelson is at the end of the after credits sequence. Spoilers. As uh, As Cletus Cassidy. Who eventually becomes Carnage. Uh, There's going to be Carnage. Jesus (laughs) I'm praying that they recast Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, I love Woody Harrelson, that but that's yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It looked like it was from like a bad local theater production. Yes. Uh, I will say also Venom, like the CG is, was just not great. It the. I think overall it was pretty solid. Like solid. there were moments, like especially the end. The was, end is a mess. Was a mess. The, I did the not end. Know it looks. What I was yeah, the end. It, the end is funny because the end. It it felt especially. It really. It's interesting that you say that it's it was better in other parts of the film because it seemed like. Well, I know that they're like uh, so on on films like this. You have a lot of different CG companies, mm-hmm. visual effects companies working on them. But I will say that the effects in some of the early parts of the film mm. 
And then that action sequence at the end, it almost seemed like the action sequence at the end was more rushed. Well, my guess because the that, CG wasn't as so one of my best friends good. is a visual effects coordinator. Sure. Um, and kind of what I've kind of gathered from him is that essentially the director's out there and he's like dictating, yeah, this company is doing this stuff and companies will specialize too. So I'm sure there was one team that just handled Venom and one team that handled like the symbiotes and, all, yeah. and you know, you know, touching up characters' faces and all that stuff and the backgrounds and all that. I think what probably happened at the end was they had a plan and then were reworking and that's where all the like feedback was going to and they probably ran short on time there. Yeah. Because they probably spent a majority of the time working on getting Venom right and then once you get to the action sequence, like you only get so many tries. I, I will also say that like the, the symbiotes before they bond for some reason, looked really bad to me. I think they looked really good. The little, the little... Yeah, the like, yeah. when he's... When uh, the symbiote's, like, going around and, like, when it gets loose in the doctor's lab. Also, can we talk about the trope of the ex who's, like, with the guy who helps the Yeah, yeah, this is very true, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I liked when he was in that room and he was, like, kind of climbing on the, like, glass wall and all that I think that it was cool, stuff. but it's, for some reason the CG didn't look as... looked kind of weird, a little mm. uh, funny to me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say just overall that, that it wasn't as so bad that it's funny as people said it was. It also wasn't as... It was as, also just funny. It was, yeah, it also wasn't as bad bad as people made out to me like don't get me wrong it was not a good, good. hi carlos I, f- I feel like people right. said it was bad before they saw it because bedroom. you didn't once the movie actually came yeah, out carlos. you weren't getting those same reviews that were like you know oh uh, this is a dumpster file people were like oh yeah this is enjoyable it wasn't yeah, people yeah. were going to see it i think it was a lot of the i think this was the case of a lot of reviewers going in with you know, the preconceived notion that, you know, oh, it's, everyone says this is going to be bad. The internet hates it. All the trailers yeah, have yeah, been bad. Yeah. And then they go and they're either, you know, it meets their expectations. or And, and, and also there, there, there's always going to be that subset of nerds, which sometimes I'm part of. Uh, I, I didn't have a huge, I <laughs> didn't have a, I, I didn't sometimes. have. Look, man, some of my, a lot of my favorite characters are the Marvel characters and they have not, like you we it is well documented on this podcast the marvel characters that i feel like they've fucked up okay, uh, all right just get off hawkeye stick all right it's, it's like, f- <laughs> fine he's gonna be ro- he's gonna be he's gonna be ronin in avengers well, endgame in event in event yeah we do in event <laughs> yeah in avengers endgame and that's i'm uh, i'm hoping he gets his moment so rich you should come back in because i think we've covered venom and no, 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 it. you should stay here because because the next movie is a movie that you have seen. Okay. Just just remember that when you two are sharing the mic, to have the mic actually facing you. So the other Sony, one is a Spider-Man related property and the other is Which Spider-Man. I was fucking surprised by. Like yeah. Venom, I had very low expectations for this film. I'm like, there's no way they're going to pull off an animated a Spider-Man movie as well. It looked visually nice. But I had so very low expectations. What were you guys coming oh, into? I was this movie? so hyped for it. <laughs> really? I was. I was got more excited about it the more the previews came out. I wasn't initially <laughs> excited. Uh, no, no, no. Let me. Let me. 
let me back up. I was initially I was initially excited exactly. because it was Miles Morales. I was I was worried because it was Sony without Marvel. When I saw that they were having all of the other Spider-Men from the other universes, I was worried mm. that okay, this is Sony trying to do too much again. Yeah, that was my. And then they were well. going to lose sight of their main character. And what happened was none of that happened. No. No. <laughs> into, uh, so in case you didn't figure it out already we're talking about into the spider verse which oh my god it was so good yeah my yeah uh, the, 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 my initial impression it was came his pants at first I, I, I didn't i i didn't have huge expectations uh for it and i wasn't terribly excited uh partly because it was it's a mar it's a it's a sony property yeah. uh and then as the next few trailers started to come out so i started getting a little more uh curious about it so yeah i had a curiosity over it overall and it totally blew my expectations for for me it's like the the moment i saw that art style i was hooked i was super excited about it i was just worried i was just worried and then the more i saw of it i got a little bit more worried and i was like oh no this could work and then when I saw the movie, it was just like... It, it was one of those things that you can tell, you know, they were passionate about it. And yeah. the studio was like, okay, go for it. And you- they took a lot of risks. Like, they, I'm pretty sure they actually patented that art style. So the way it works is most movies are uh, 24 frames per second. Uh, and then you have, like, The Hobbit. I think they did 48 for it. Yeah. This one, they actually cut out frames to be, like old school um like kind of like mickey mouse generation cell animation yeah 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 yeah. so it's actually it's 12 frames per second and like what's nice is it's not like um what was that show on netflix from the dragon prince yeah the dragon prince where they did a similar thing but it the movement looks choppy this was so bad this gave you more of that like it's very obvious it's the comic book feel they just made a movie version of a comic book in a way that hasn't been yeah. done yet. Ha- had never been done before. Uh so many things that I that I was I mean my only my only minor criticism about it was and it wasn't even like a thing that like was bad necessarily. It was just a little too much for me. And it's again uh even though there I'm probably going to release this as two different episodes as in contrast to Aquaman the end sequence, there's so much going on in Into the Spider-Man. So it gave me a little bit of a headache because I felt like there was a little too much going on. But that Really? But, no. but, but, that being said, because it's animation, I wasn't as visually overwhelmed and like there's just too much going on as I was in Aquaman in that last sequence or, in Aquaman. I mean Venom too. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was easier to follow than that. But it's also like it's so much. Like, one of the big things about this is there's so many narrative. I, I mean, we were talking about this before a podcast. All of us is that there are so many narrative things that they did so quickly, and the way they did them in Into the Spider Man that I don't think you could do in live action. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is even a Spider Man movie that you could have had because you kind of had to introduce and have an audience that was ready to kind of accept an idea of a multiverse. Mm. Which, well, and the animation also gives you, uh, you know, more freedom to get so, away with So things. much leeway. Yeah. Voiceover cast in the, this the was so was good. good. The casting in this movie was was stellar. Uh, every, every casting decision 
for each of the spider Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just just like how the style of the, of of the film uh it it was it was literally like a comic book unfolding before your eyes, uh, down to the thought bubbles, uh, down to just the the just the style, uh, the the colors, the the anim- the just every, how everything was developed and unfolded. You can tell that it, they definitely took their time on it. Um, it was done by in contrast to Aquaman by a team that truly understood. The story, the background, the and just people who care, basically. But also, yeah. also amazingly for like animation, uh, when that ha- takes place in a particular place, New York felt like New York, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. even though it was animated. Like it felt like New York. Um, I also like that there's reason behind like the thought bubbles when he gets his powers that's when they start showing up yeah it, it's narrative i didn't even think about that well yeah like, narratively it it makes sense as to why they're there it's not just like we're doing this because it's a comic book it's like this is his inner thoughts and it's being visualized because of these spider powers um the the only thing that I wasn't a huge fan of was the score, not the soundtrack. Not the, the soundtrack, soundtrack was is, really is good. amazing. Yeah, um, but there wasn't like any you know memorable like themes. Like, yeah, I think there that was a like, really good opportunity do for you each need of that like, with the soundtrack though. I mean, I, I, it was just some. There were even in the biggest battles, I wasn't that like kind of hype feeling that you get well, from well, something like Pacific Rim, which okay. has definitely has its own problems. Or, or even, or even the, in, you're like, yeah, yeah or fight. even even the 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 original Sam Raimi Spider Man films. That Danny Elfman score is very distinctive. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, as someone who had d- d- downloaded the soundtrack to Enter uh, the Spider Verse, half of the soundtrack is amazing. Half the other half is definitely uh, music that is. I'm gonna just come out and say it. I'm too old for this. Yeah. Like it, it, I, 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 I won't. I won't. I wanna go so far as to say that it's shitty. But I wasn't like. But but then You're I was. Not the audience. But then I was just like, nah. This this half of this soundtrack is just for people who are ten to fifteen years to fair, or twenty years younger than those, I am. Uh, as a teacher, um, like I think what was it like the night before we were about to see it i was like with my students in the in my after school program and my there were puerto rican kids uh two girls were just talking about that it's like it's spider-man but this kid's latino it's like i really want to see that and i'm like i was so was pumped that they that yeah. they could identify with this character yeah. um and they were w- keenly aware of that distinct aspect of well, this and spider-man it's great because great. they one of the best things about the movie is that it is a Miles Morales movie. Like, yeah. despite having all of these other spider men, spider people, yeah. right? Um, they dip out at the end. He's the one who has the yeah. resolution and has the full story arc goes through the whole. Thing. And you were saying actually, what was it? It was a conversation we were having like a couple nights ago of like the. Was it you and me? It might have been me and my brother-in-law. No, I think it was me and my it was brother-in-law. About the bagel, because that's my favorite part. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. About how, okay, so the best, in my opinion, the best part of the movie is they're running out of uh, Octavia's like lab. lair yeah. lab, 
Uh, and Miles grabs the bagel from uh, Peter Parker, throws it back, it hits a dude in the head, and just says bagel above his head. <laughs> so, I, I, no, I think it was my brother-in-law who said that one of the amazing things, I mean, the central message between it and Spider-Man is, is great. As like, so Spider-Man in general, like you have the, with great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility. It's the cliche thing, you know, from Uncle Ben. In Into the Spider-Verse, the central message is anyone can wear the mask. Anyone can be Spider-Man. Uh, and I think it was my brother-in-law said something like that we've established that there's a multiverse, but one of the things that makes Into the Spider-Man amazing is that you have this, this central core of the character you know, of Spider-Man and it's just like, and it's almost like the message of the movie was just like, we can take that story that is like an archetype almost and apply it to all these different people. Yeah. And it's almost like a, a Marvel, you know, and Sony and the Spider-Man people just going, look how good this character is. That this, we can have Spider-Man, the concept is, here's Spider-Man, here he gets these spider-like powers, uh, he experiences a great loss, and that ex that great loss is what teaches him to keep moving forward, to keep moving forward, yeah. and the, that, to be involved, that he has to get involved when things happen, and it's like, it's almost like Marvel saying, Sp this is how good a character Spider-Man is, we're gonna take that central that central story that you know from Peter Parker, we're going to transpose it into five or six different characters from five or six different universes, and it's still going to work in all of these characters because we created such a great archetype in Spider-Man. Yeah, and what I what I what I enjoyed except a for lot. maybe Spider-Ham, but that's like a ridiculous character <laughs> yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, John Mulaney. It doesn't. It doesn't. But that. In that case, it doesn't matter because that character is so bananas. It's a spider bit by a radioactive. <laughs> yeah, this, and this is where this movie navigated the, the the different spider people characters so well in in its in their introductions was that you, there it was just like literally, literally ten second introductions like yeah boom here's this 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 version of Spider Man from this dimension and then and you have the entire backstory. The entire origin story. The entire a different, origin, a different, different version different of the origin. Styles, yes. Uh, in less than 15 seconds. Yeah. And, because, and, and it never detracted from the main character, which was yeah. Miles Morales. Well, they, also, they, they use that trope for him as yes. well because he fully realizes himself when he gets that introduction. Yeah, himself. and spoilers, yeah. that's the, the end of the movie is him doing the <laughs> is him doing. The origin story that you hear in all the other characters. Uh, some other stuff. I mean, we're it's just going to be kissing this movie's ass. Which I don't mind because it was fucking great. Uh, also, for the first time, you get a... Because so in all the other Spider-Man films, we get, whether convincing or not, a cough, cough, Tobey Maguire, as much as I love Spider-Man 2. But, like, Tobey Maguire was, like, 30-something when he played high school uh, Peter Parker... Uh, and they got progressively younger as they went on. Like, like, uh, still, actually, no, that's not true because uh, what's his name? Andrew Garfield was like almost thirty when he played Peter Parker. Uh, the most recent one, uh, he's the he was actually a teenager when they cast him in Civil War. 
Yeah. I will say to as a contrast to this, even though it's animation, so it doesn't matter. It's not like there. It wasn't a teenager playing Miles Morales, so that doesn't. It but that doesn't matter in in. He was still young, but that doesn't matter in animation. I will say that this was the first time you see a fully grown-up adult Peter Parker. Jake Johnson was And great. it's great, yeah. You see, I mean, two different versions of it. You see uh, the Peter Parker played by Chris Pine, who's kind of like become like this famous icon. Uh, so many of the well, things he was the He was the Sony Spider-Man. Like, he yeah. was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tobey Maguire and the homages to that were great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's so many things. So apparently, uh, someone was pointing out to me. Maybe it was you. I don't know, Eve. Uh, that uh, all the Spider-Man costumes mm. in the uh, the whatever the Spider Cave. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I love that the Spider Buggy and the Spider motor- Motorcycle <laughs> were also there, which were toys that came out in a. No, the Buggy is from the '70s cartoon. I also think the bike, the like Sky Cycle, is also from the '70s cartoon. There's so Didn't many things they, they reference the um, cat. They reference the Japanese Spider-Man too, with the because they had the the mech the of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so also, uh, if you didn't notice, all of the Spider-Man costumes in the Spider Lair are all costumes that are available in the Spider-Man PS4 game, <laughs> which was like a, li- well, like a the, little... They had the main one from the PS4 game. In yes, too, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, that, was of co- that was, of course, deliberate. That's me, my Christmas yeah. present. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, very briefly, uh, uh, casting Lily Tomlin as Aunt May was fantastic. So also an Aunt May who was at once very Aunt May as like an old woman and also super badass at yeah. the same time. <laughs> Uh, yes, so many things, man. Uh, but the Jake John, yes, the Jake Johnson, uh, Spider Peter Parker is just Peter Parker as a schlub, as like an older adult Peter Parker who's just he's Spider Man, but he's just not good at it. He's not, he's he, a completely failed, he's Spider-Man. not, yeah, he's not good it's at his life. What I would be like, if I was <laughs> <Spider-Man>. yeah, <laughs> which is also what makes him a great, like, quote unquote, like a terrible mentor to, uh, miles but also the fact that like you get to have like oh look it's it's if you were spider-man and also again it comes back to everyone can see themselves mm-hmm. spider gwen is like you're, you're a girl it's like that they also handled that relationship well the yes Spider-Gwen. I, yeah. I always love a story where they like build up this romantic interest and then they're like yeah we're friends it's yeah. cool yeah uh what about uh fisk I liked Fisk as the villain. In I really movie. liked him. I have problems with Why? Fisk. I like that they, they, they chose the Kingpin as as the villain. What My only nitpick in this movie is going to be this. Is that, I mean, yes, there's a lot going on in this movie. I get yeah. it. Yeah. There, there's not much backstory to to kingpin he's like Wait, okay there was not really in terms of his motivation there's enough no nah, it's like okay here's there's the kingpin he's the bad guy he's just there it's not he doesn't have enough much no, his screen motivation time was to resurrect his family that yeah. he lost yeah i mean 
for a villain, I mean, it's not that he's trying to do this to, you know, obtain, like, unobtainium to... Have he's to he's not trying oh to... Oh, my goodness. Energy. Did you <laughs> have to go there? It's, yeah. It's, my goodness. It's, it's, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it's... I mean, Fist is... He's a gangster, but his yeah. motivation was grounded here's, on... Here's that's my... That's good, again, family. that's going to be my only... My only nitpicking. Here, on here, movie. here's what I will say about that. Uh, there's a couple things about the Kingpin. List. Number one, uh, there were some, like I said, like having this version of Spider-Man is something I don't think you could have pulled off a couple of years ago. Is they were trying to do a villain whose motiva- motivation isn't that he's trying to rule the world. He's already ruling whatever. And you kind of see that. Uh, it also made some assumptions about collectively of the audience that uh, I think that might be a bunch of people's, if they had a criticism about this movie, that the Kingpin wasn't that strong of a villain, especially if you don't already know who the Kingpin is. I think there were some parts of it, especially when you have, uh, in the villain's case, that they didn't do as well, that I think they kind of trusted that the audience might know this is that they kind of put it as kind of a granted, okay, you already kind of know who the Kingpin is. You already kind of know who the Scorpion is. You already kind of know who Dr. Octopus is, even though these are different versions of those characters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I will say is that I think, honestly, his uncle is kind of the more compelling villain in it. Yes. But... All said, you know, the Kingpin is serviceable. I think it's one of those movies where, you know, you don't want a low-key or um, an under- uh, Michael B. Jordan's character from Black Panther. Like, you just want a villain to be there and give the rest of the Spider-Man something to do. Something to do, yes. Yeah, like, that's true. They're the core of the movie, and, you know... I would rather spend time on them than fleshing yeah. out. The, but but the even thing. even that like said like the kingpin as far as like giving him like he's already the villain, and the funny thing is like at the beginning of the film he's already a villain who's won. He's already killed his nemesis like that. I think is an interesting choice for your villain is like, okay, you're entering into a, this uh, into a Spider-Man into in which the main nemesis in this version of the universe of Spider-Man is Kingpin. And at the beginning of the movie, he's already succeeded. He's won. He's killed Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, and, and that's part of also the struggle for Miles is he has to face a villain who's already beat Your hero. the person who you, who's, who's like... Uh, whose mantle you're supposed to be taking over, and that that's also adds a layer of like to Miles as a character and whether he's going to succeed. It, it it actually ups the stakes in a way. Like as as much as like you might feel about like Rich was saying about Kingpin, I think it's really interesting to have a villain for the hero, and it, it makes the stakes for Miles much higher that he has to face someone who's already beat the who's already killed Spider Man as I, I've repeated now three times. Uh, but yes, oh man. I do miss J.K. Simmons, though. That's true. Yeah. This is a J.J. J. John Jameson is the only character who you, who you don't have at all in this movie. You uh, can't put too much in a film like this where you have You've so already have so much. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and if you haven't seen it, please, 
please, please, please stay after the credits. One of the best post-credit <laughs> scenes. Yeah. It's such a great payoff. It's a great payoff, but it's also a uh, a a it's it is such a nod. It's such a super geek yeah moment at the end yeah where it's just like if you don't know who that is, you're gonna be so confused. <laughs> right, you clearly know it's a Spider Man, but mm-hmm. if you don't know that that's it, it, it just again, fits in so well yes, with, with the rest of the movie. Else. If you don't know that that's Miguel, when she calls him Miguel, it's Miguel Ramos, who is Spider-Man 2099. Uh, what? It's Miguel O'Hara. O'Hara, sorry. Why Ramos is actually someone, is a friend of mine from high school. <laughs> wow. That, that was a weird, that was a weird brain hey. little moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Miguel. <laughs> hey, Miguel, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast. Wow, that was a weird little moment there. I was like, why did that name come up? I was like, oh, yeah, that's a guy we knew in high school. Richard B. had a friend in high school named Miguel. <laughs> His last name is Ramos. I was like, yeah, he's Spider-Man 2099. That was, that was totally a surprise at the end of the credits. Meanwhile, Our friend from high school. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I was in that movie at the end. Uh, yeah, it's Spider-Man 2099, uh, who honestly, as a character, as someone who read those books, became a better character later. When that character was first introduced, it was like, this is okay. The costume, the, des- the costume the design, it, yeah. It was of the time. Yeah. The 90s. They made him more interesting, like, as time went on, though, like, as a character. But uh, dope costume, though. I, I super dope costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was a super, yeah, that was a fun moment at hey, the end. Hey, you're putting me. I'm a, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that that <laughs> yeah. was the best. Okay, okay. Even I'm putting at you. You're putting at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, for me, it comes back to when you have something like Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's just like, it's clear, not saying necessarily, like when you're talking about Venom, that the people were making Venom didn't care about the character or i don't think they honestly i don't think they did i think they just wanted to make a fun movie this into the spider verse is definitely is just like oh everyone behind us seemed to deeply care it's about making this work yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 so let me ask you this is this the best spider-man movie that was your, yeah. That was gonna be my thank you. Ooh, look at you being a better host than I usually am. Um, for <laughs> um, me, it's I shit. It's like I love a homecoming, and gosh darn it, I I love Spider Man too. Yeah, even me have it's, definitely it's have a very soft spot in our hearts for Spider Man two. And I think it's for it, me for Spider Man two a better movie though. I I know it's I. <laughs> I don't want to cheat on Spider-Man 2. <laughs> it's like I, I, I dishonor its memory. Um, it's, I think it's a good tie between Homecoming and this. And then number two is Spider-Man 2. I, I would have to agree with that. and I would, But I would, I would also say I would agree, but with the, the, the addendum that it is in one way kind of an unfair comparison because you are comparing a bunch of live action films to an animated film. Yeah. But it's a feature length. It's a feature film. it's a feature length animated film but just because as I saw as I said at the beginning there's so many things that you can just do in animation and do amazingly and things that like 
you just you can pull off especially with stylistically what they did in this film that it's like i don't want to say it's the best spider-man it might be yeah Uh, but it but it's but it's also there's stuff that Mm. makes it better in my opinion yeah that Okay, here's what I'll say. Okay, let me... Sorry, let me... Because I keep saying... I would say, yes, it is the best Spider-Man film, movie, but with the addendum that... Not the damn caveat, what's the word? The French word? Whatever. Uh, is that is that a lot of the things that make it the best Spider-Man film are things that you could only do in animation and make them work. If you had to pick So it choose, seems almost like it's not fair. If you had fair. to pick and choose. I think some of the just straight storytelling elements like are better than those yeah. movies. I for me it's it's this one. Um it was just kind of every once in a while I see a movie that I'm like, "Oh my god, it feels like this was made for me and everything I love. I think the yeah. time that sticks out most in my head is like the first time I saw Kill Bill, I was like, oh my God, someone went into my brain and made me, <laughs> made me a movie. I, that's how I feel about this. Yeah. Is it was, I loved it top to bottom. I'm going to be, a, I, okay, I'm going to be a crappy person right now. You always are a crappy yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. so my reaction uh, when I first saw Kill Bill is... Oh look! Someone made an homage slash ripped off all the movies that I really love, yeah, in, a, <laughs> in a great way. Yeah, uh, oh, we could have a whole separate. There could be a whole separate podcast <laughs> discussing the Kill Bill movies, which I do. Which I, I do. Should happen. I do. I do, yeah. I do. I. I. Because I, that'll be a real. That'll that'll go us. Let us go off on a really long tangent that is really unrelated to what we're talking about. Uh, but the very short version is. Uh, I like Kill Bill. Uh, there are many things in that film that I feel like are ways in which Tarantino are self-indulgent that I have. Yes, that yes. is, which is just who Tarantino is. Look, yeah. I give. I'll give you that. You wanted to look at Uma Thurman's feet. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's that's not that. But there's a lot of stuff in there where I was just like. Here, this is okay. I, this is what you're doing. I don't know if I like that. This is what you're doing based on but what overall, you're. Overall, yeah. In fairness, I was also 17 when I saw Kill Bill. That's fair. So it was like that was the perfect. And in fairness, I own both of those movies <laughs> as someone who, at, on repeat viewings, uh, like certain parts of it. I cough, cough. The second one, the second one, uh, a lot less than the first one. All right. So let's be clear. Is yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, the best Spider-Man movie. Well, okay. Answer the fucking question, man. You said it is. Reluct- reluctant, yes. <laughs> it is. All right, good. All right. Yeah, yes, God. yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving this movie. Yeah, <laughs> y- yes, but it's animated, and I feel like it's not a Doesn't fair matter. comparison. It's but yes, short answer, yes. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I, I'm going to say that my favorite is Homecoming, and, and purely... Because I, I, Tom Holland, um, he's still to me the best version of Spider-Man. Um, and I mean that's my preference, but I think Spider-Verse is is probably tied with Homecoming. In but in that in its originality, in that it stands alone. It doesn't 
try to connect with anything else. It's it's a standalone, and <clears throat> so I don't I it's it's difficult for me to even put it on on the same platform with the rest of the films because it's to me it's more of a a standalone story that uh and and that and, and it does. And it tells the story very, very well. Um, whereas Homecoming, it's kind of like Marvel trying to reboot this character for the purpose of having it um, uh, integrate with the rest of the MCU in a very a crucial way. And it, and it finally does that, uh, which is something that most fans and audiences were were looking forward to including myself because i thought it was a crime that spider-man could was not fitting in the the rest of the mcu and because sony had its stronghold over it um so to that end yes homecoming to me is 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 the best spider-man film for that reason uh and because it's a good film and it's fun as well and tom hardy i mean not tom hardy tom um Holland uh, does a great job as Spider-Man, but Spider-Verse is is a great standalone story. Which would you rather watch right now? Because of its newness, Spider-Verse. Just just to experience it. Again. To be honest, I'd watch Into the Spider-Verse a billion times i'm gonna have to work i feel like there's a bunch of stuff i missed also as far as like music i would say that the two theme songs are the two songs from the preview it's uh home by vin staples and what's up danger which is two different people whose names i'm trying to blank on i could probably pull it up on my phone all right follow-up question yes is this the best superhero movie of the year of the year no not, not to me um which one's better um, Infinity War. I have. I'm gonna have to see Into Spider Verse more times <laughs> before I make that judgment. Um, I, I, stick, I cannot judge that yet. The stakes were too high in Infinity War. I, I think it. It's. It's an honor to get knocked out by things. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. It's an honor. I think that's fair. And enough. that preview. There's also oh, like, that preview for the new one. Black Panther was this year too. Yeah, Black yeah, Panther was this year. Crazy. And I still love about. that movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. been a very good year for for marvel, for marvel movies sadly. yeah so you know it's a very it's it's a very good thing that we're having this discussion it's a very good problem to have and debating which is the better superhero and movie. to be fair it's i think it's like a, a course correction within sony where mm. you know whereas amazing spider-man series was like an attempt to cash grab at the franchise and well even amazing spider-man one yeah yeah this is like hey you know what let's stick to uh what works for these franchises and you know build it up with venom it wasn't the best but you saw that they you know they did a good job in trying to honor this character and i i was kind of i was like surprised it was like holy produce sony film with into the spider-verse like whoa they actually have people who know spider-man and actually love it to make a movie like this well, i'm like was, i'm proud for sony to for getting it right it was lord and miller right who did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah and they're because they did lego movies. yeah too. it's the people this behind is it. like their comedy 
fit that tone. Like they knew yes. how to write that kind of comedy, mm. which not everyone does. Yeah, there is so many things. Like I, and uh, I think I'm going to just for the sake of uh, having something to talk about, maybe before the end of the year, I want to table some of the other things because there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, there's also a year-end discussion that we can have at a different point, but uh, I think I think we're good on into the Spider Verse. Uh, was there anything else quickly that we want to talk to? I wanna I wanna uh, put dude, off some of the, some of the other uh, stuff I'm not done with. So. Endgame trailer to <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking Endgame. Also, yeah. the internet called that in like June that it was gonna it, be called Endgame. A lot of people yeah. were saying Annihilation though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it didn't help that. Marvel literally said, no, it's not Endgame. Yeah. And then it turned out to be Endgame. And then, of course, it's literally the name that uh, Doctor Strange says near the end of no, Infinity War. We're in the well, Endgame now. Well, because the Rousseau brothers said that they said the line in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have to say that I... I oh God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Eve. Uh, for what I'm about to say, because he's he's already complained about this, I think once on this podcast, uh, is the the best two parts of that teaser are Hawkeye and the Ronin gear, and I called it fucking his entire family got annihilated in the fucking snap. Yeah, but and he's, he's got speed holes in his sword to make it go faster. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, and it, it, for me, the two best parts of that teaser are Hawkeye in the Ronin gear and, and Ant-Man Ant at the and, and Scott Lang at the end. Well, it was just the fact that you just wanted confirmation that he's going to be part of the yes. last... Uh, I, it, also gives, well, it also gives me hope that since you've eliminated so many, other, so many of the other side characters, yeah. that maybe as far as being in the Avengers and having really significant roles in this end and also for future versions of the Avengers that I I'm, it gives me hope that that might not be realized that Hawkeye and Ant-Man are going to play bigger roles than they've played in the past. And you kind of gathered that. I mean, if you saw the way Ant-Man and the Wasp ended. Yeah. You, uh, at least I left with that impression that Ant-Man was going to be, play a much bigger and much more important role in the conclusion of the entire. And the fact that they've made, that they made the two of them such significant parts of that teaser, they didn't have to, just gives me hope. I, do you want me to burst your bubble? (laughs) With my thoughts. Go ahead. I would like to see that too. I enjoyed Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, the, I think that they had it in the can of him being part of it, but I think they're probably rethinking their Ant-Man strategy after Ant-Man and the Wasp because that was the worst performing yeah, Marvel yeah. movie. That wasn't, ever. but that's not a surprise. That wasn't a surprise. I, I think mean, it might I think a, a lot of it them. was the time of the release. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But still like, especially that right after solo, like, yes, I can't imagine there's a universe where Disney's not double thinking what yeah. they're doing with Ant-Man. And, and yeah, there, there are, I, that being said, they are also the two characters that I would like to, I, I'm given what you're saying, uh, okay, that it's die. less, less like, yeah, I, I, He's going to die. I, yeah. They're so setting I, up. I the feel new. that. And I know you're going to cry. <laughs> you're going to cry. Well, no, here's the thing. I have no, I have no problem with him dying. 
so long as they make it fucking mean something. So long as he dies doing something significant. Uh, and that's what gives me hope that like he played such a primary and that he's in the Ronin gear is that... They gotta th- give him... Him and Captain America need something. Yeah, but it's also that it's... Everyone's got nothing else to lose, but just from looking at... It's not him as Hawkeye. It's him in the Ronin. Like, if you're a ner- super nerd like me, that's him in the Ronin ge- gear. And if you know anything about, like, his history as Ronin, that's Clint Barton not well. That's Clint Barton. And that's what makes me think, oh, his ha- isn't he doesn't have his family anymore. He does not. And you see him basically in front of a shit ton of just dead bodies that they've implied he's murdered all these, whoever all these people, whether they were villains or not, is like... Oh, we're finally gonna see a like a, a Clint Barton who's like not the humorous kind of making jokes. Clint Barton, you've seen in all the Avengers. This is a guy who has nothing to lose. He has nothing to lose. To the limit. There's nothing else. He, he's see. lost it. Like they haven't said it, but I was like, I'm it, betting he's yeah. He lost his entire family. And that would and he's be like, very interesting. He's to lost see because, literally everything. He does not care anymore. Because yeah, I mean, all we've seen of Hawkeye has been really a side character. Yeah. Um. That's just, you know, there for And you have support, this great but, fucking actor playing him. Yeah. Just, just give him his fucking moment. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't care if he dies. He, I'm almost 98% okay. sure <laughs> that he's going to die. Just give him his fucking moment. Oh, gosh. The, the only two characters. Jamie's face is red right I know, Yeah, yeah. With emotion. I have very sure. I have very sure. There are three characters. You know this. There are three character that i love in the marvel universe and they've done a fantastic job with one of them that they've now canceled they've done a fantastic job with my favorite character uh and then two of my favorite underdog characters they've completely shortchanged and or been massively shitty with so there's two characters that i care about uh, for Endgame, and we haven't seen anything about them and i just hope they're in the movie and that's corgan meek Oh, I have a I have a theory about the, that. I have the a theory. No, 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 no. And the bug with yeah, so, knives on it. No, 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 no. I have a theory. I have a theory like about that. Of of, do you know who's going to save well, Tony? Well, because it's going to be Valkyrie and Korg and, and Korg and Meek because they're they never show them dying in the opening yeah. sequence of the movie. I when I I think it would be a, a, I think it would be a great fan moment and a yeah. moment for people watching a movie and love Thor Ragnarok if the peep if the three characters who save Tony from dying mm-hmm. in space are Korg, Meek and Valkyrie because he says we've killed I killed half of your people and like the rest went off on like a spaceship which you assume is Valkyrie, Korg and Meek because they're yeah. the only ones you know wait wait half of his people are already dead and then after the snap Another half of those people are alive. Mm-hmm. Right. That still doesn't mean that Korg, Meek, and yeah, Valkyrie are dead. To be fair, you're not gonna with Endgame. You're not gonna overwhelm the audience with so many unnecessary characters. I'm assuming in space, I, who rescues Tony Stark would be Captain Marvel. I mean, but also Captain eh, Marvel, maybe, but also it would Tessa, have to be Nebula, Tessa Thompson. Like she's hot right now. Disney wants Captain Marvel, Nebula, Korg, Meek, and Valkyrie are all possibilities and all things look i would love it to Maybe be, be captain marvel and them yeah yeah uh 
Sidebar, super excited about Captain Marvel as well. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Especially that most. Super Saiyan. Yes. In those trailers. Oh, gosh. And you, you know the thing about the cat, right? Why the cat is such a significant. It's from the uh, Ultimate Books. Yeah, the cat is actually an alien. Ooh, like, really? Yeah. I know nothing. About I don't know whether cats. they're good. No, uh, it's just a a race of aliens who actually, when they're in their like subdued form, look like cats, and they've been hiding on Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? It's one of those crazy Marvel things. They might not do it in a movie. Actually, do it in Captain Marvel. But just the fact that the cat is so significant in the preview made everyone who's like. And it is Captain... It ends up in the comics, that's Carol Danvers' cat. And Carol Danvers' cat ends up being an alien. And the pers- the character that in the comic books tries to kill the cat. Because knows it's like, that's not... It was like, why are you trying to kill my cat? It's like, that's not a cat. That's a Fenry or whatever he calls it. Is is Rocket. Rocket in the comic books like meets her cat. And it's just like... Like pulls out his gun. That fucking thing. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, "Why are you trying to kill my cat?" He's like, "That's not a like." I don't know if he like curses or anything to the cat, but he's like, "That's not a fucking cat. That's a blah, 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 blah. they do all this." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's yeah. So that might be a moment in yeah a light moment in either Captain Marvel or 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 Avengers Endgame. So super excited. So many other things, but wait, I want to table it for another. All right. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Thank you, Dan, for joining us for the Thank second. You for having me. <laughs> if I'm crazy, I'm on my own. If I'm waiting, it's on my throne. If I sound lazy, just ignore my tone. Cause I'm always gonna answer when you call my phone. Like, what's up, danger? Like, what's up, danger?